Mary, the mother of Jesus. Most of us picture her as artists portray her, dressed in blue, demure, gentle, young, fair, spiritual, and delicate. Well, she probably was gentle and spiritual, but in reality, I want you to picture a seventh or eighth grader, one of our own Montclair kids, who's now in middle school, with brown skin and dark hair and eyes. She's 13 or 14 years old from a hardworking family of day laborers who shares living space with other families and livestock. Mary was likely cautious and worked hard to help her family. Life was hard for women. Survival was priority. They were considered property and had almost no rights. Mary likely had strong, calloused hands and muscular arms. She was earthy and strong. Gentle, probably, but not delicate. We meet her in the first chapter of Luke's Gospel. You know the story, and if you don't, I'm going to remind you. An angel comes to her and tells her of a baby she will have. Not just any baby, but the Son of the Most High God. And she is to name him Jesus. She doesn't fully understand, but accepts this news with the famous Beatles song, Let It Be. She is also told that her, her relative Elizabeth, who's been unable to bear a child for many years, is now six months pregnant. Mary rushes to be with her, and when she arrives, they greet each other with joy. Elizabeth greets her and exclaims, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how can it be that the mother of my Lord comes to me? And it is at this point in the story that we find ourselves this morning. Mary responds to Elizabeth with a well-known part of the Bible called the Magnificat. It is a poem or song praising God for his blessing to Mary and for God's faithfulness. Our choir will be singing it for us in just a few moments, but let's read it together now. I'll be reading from the Bible, but you can follow along in your bulletin with the choir's translation. Listen now for the word of the Lord. After Elizabeth greets her, Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth 
about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices. Now, given what we know about Mary, it would seem that as a young woman, she has little cause for joy. Unmarried and pregnant, uncertain about how Joseph would respond to the news, hardworking every day just to survive. She could easily be filled with fear and worry, but that is not what she emotes according to this scripture. She responds with a song of joy and hope. She sees God acting in her life. And she sees God acting in the world to bring about justice and mercy. Despite it all, she knows deep in her being that God has found favor in her, a lowly peasant girl. She knows that salvation isn't a far-off thing, something you hope for someday after death. She knows that salvation is right here and right now, for her and for all of us. Mary sings for joy at what God has done, for what God is doing, and for what God will do in her life and in our world. And you see, Mary's song is also our song, because God, our Savior, brings joy and hope to ordinary people, wherever we are, amid the hard times, the challenges, frustrations, and difficulties of life. God is still at work in all places, in all things, and in all situations. And the song is not just a song of hope for Mary, but for all of us, and especially those who are suffering. I love that Mary bursts into song not after the angel visits her, but after her greeting with Elizabeth. You see, we do need each other. Some of God's best work in this world is done through us serving one another. And Mary remained there with Elizabeth for about three months. I wonder sometimes why she stayed so long. Were they waiting for Joseph to get his message from the angel that he should stay with Mary? Was there tension at home with her parents? Were they estranged? Did she stay and help Elizabeth during the last few months of her pregnancy and the delivery? I imagine that they were serving one another in a time of need as we are all called to do. We need each other to assist and remain with one another through this life's journey, through the good times and the hard times. Mary remained with Elizabeth. Synonyms for that word are endure and abide. Faithful words, endure and abide. Of course, that's who God is, the one who endures 
and abides. With us and the one who is at work in this world. So as we continue through this Advent season, like Mary, I, I charge you to seek joy, remain hopeful, let your soul magnify the Lord. Don't forget the great things that God has done for you and for us, even in the times when life humbles us. Remind others of God's mercy and God's favor. Fill the hungry with good things. Lift up the lowly. Remember that God is always on the side of those hurting and in need. Salvation is right here, right now. It is not far off, no matter how dark some days may seem. You see, Advent reminds us that hope, peace, joy, and love abide with us through Christ, now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you. 
potencja, potencja, tym prawie Yeah. 
continue our worship and prayer. Wondrous God, like Mary, we seek to magnify you. In the depths of who we are, we rejoice in you, our steadfast God. For you have done great things, but the world around us deceives us. The arrogant, the proud, and the powerful are still in their thrones and natural disasters wreak havoc on your creation and your children. God, we wait patiently in the space between fear and the abundance of your promise. We wait for the Christ child, for newness of life, for the birth of light in the darkness. The anticipation builds in this season and in life, and there are days our spirits can lift up prayers as natural as our breath. In other days, the list feels long and the grief feels heavy. In those moments, we know you have already heard each prayer that rests in our hearts. God, may we find favor in your eyes. We pray for those who are suffering from the weight of this season depression, anxiety, separation from loved ones. May your promise of mercy reign over them from one generation to the next. God, we pray for those who experience hatred and violence and displacement, those who suffer under the oppression of war-torn countries and dictatorship. God, by your strength, pull the powerful down from their thrones and lift up your children in distress. God, we pray for the poor and the hungry, that they may experience what it means to be filled with good things. Hear us, your children, this day and always. Endure and abide with us. May we find joy as the celebration of your son's birth draws near. Finally, hear us now as we pray the prayer Christ taught us by saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, God has shown us the meaning of generosity. 
in the beautiful diversity of creation, in the overflowing love of Jesus Christ, and in the never-ending gift of the Holy Spirit. God has abundantly blessed us and called us to be a community that honors one another, to serve each other with joy, and to share our love and our resources. During this time, we invite you to think about the ways that God may be calling you to use your gifts and talents in this season. With triumphant joy, let us go to God with our offerings.
let us now dedicate our gifts to God. Gracious God, you have looked with favor upon us. You have done great things for us, and holy is your name. Like Mary, we have been blessed. Use us and our gifts so that your strength might be shown, the lowly might be lifted up, the hungry filled with good things. May our gifts and lives magnify you to all. Amen. Siblings, the next time we gather, we will celebrate the coming of Christ. But this Advent season, go from this place today knowing you go with the hope, peace, joy, and love of God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen.